Hi guys. Mm-mm. <laughs> Part for you, two. I mean, for you, it's a couple of days. For us, it was like maybe ten minutes. Not even. And a bathroom break. So, uh, let go. Let's go. Let's go. So we're in the car back home. That is where we are. Yes. Cool. That we clicking know, so noise. Forget. Stop that. That click is me getting on Wikipedia. All right. So we're on the drive home. Mm-hmm. This is after all the where she's in the house and all. Get prepared for like a very awkward drive home. So on the drive home, Jake mentioned several events of the night that a young woman does not remember, including her drinking too much wine. Yes. Word association leads. Sorry, it's a semicolon. Mm. Word association soon leads to an extended discussion of John Cassavetes, a woman under the influence. Sure. Anyway, let's get there. So, girl. No, remember, and they do this whole back and forth. She she says, under the influence. And he's like, oh, I'm class. It's a flim. So, we move back on. Sorry. I tell you, it's it's like a brand new day. Um, so there, he so she's in the car, but for her or for us to, it's like there's happened to be on the road. It's like sudden, mm-hmm. and then she's just like, "What the hell?" Because a lot of the times when you hear it in a monologue, she's just like, "I have no idea what's going on." Yeah, she, a lot she of time, literally just like, "I don't remember having a lot of wine." Mm-hmm. I don't remember the conversation. I think he was talking about how they had a conversation. His, uh, no, he, she, she and, and his father, father had a conversation about tariffs. Yeah, and she was just like, I don't remember. In her head, she was like, I don't but remember. But the thing is, right? So she says, Wow, I don't remember a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Yeah, okay, I had too much wine. And that's when he realizes he's really tampering with her even though he's trying to set up as like a separate entity in his yeah. mind right and he says it right after she thinks that right yeah. because she doesn't but say the, it out loud way, but the way he does it is not it's not in response it is in response but it's not obviously in response to what she said mm-hmm. it's more of a you know you had a lot of wine so it's it makes sense mm-hmm. that you don't have like it could it could easily be its own statement mm-hmm. But you can tell that he's saying it in response to what she's thinking. thinking. And then the next thing is that he says, oh, yeah, it's when you and dad were talking about. And he's trying to make up something. And then she says, oh, yeah, tariffs. And I'm just like. Yes. And that's when he really started to do the, the, the inconsistencies. Because he's just like, or we would have seen that she did not even the know that she drank s- wine, much less too much wine. And all of a sudden she knows that they talked about tariffs. The only thing that they spoke about specifically them two mm-hmm. was the artwork and that was with everybody else around mm-hmm. so like so you know that's when you realize that, okay something is starting to sort of derail mm-hmm. so this scene as was the first scene there is quite a bit of banter and back and forth mm-hmm. uh a lot of intelligent conversations and, the and abruptly when he doesn't know where to go with them. i mean but it starts to get Sort of weird here, right? So, like, for instance, there's at one point where they're talking about, I think it's another movie, and she starts talking in this, like, old-school radio yes. voice. Oh, my gosh. When it happens, I was just like, first of all, 
Because we had noticed the smoking all of a sudden. Yeah, had, all of a sudden she had a cigarette in her hand. Our comments were more along the lines of, you know, I got smoking in my car the first time around. Like the windows are open, it's snowing outside, like, girl. Yeah. But the second time around when I was watching it, I was just like... She's speaking in the old-time radio voice, and she's like... And and then all of a sudden her hand goes up and you see the cigarette and you're just like, that's yeah, a change. But I mean, the cigarette not even light. And it, me, or rather, she's mm-hmm. not lighting the cigarette. The cigarette is already lit. And it's obvious that he's projecting that old school vibe onto her. I think, and I think, um, more specifically, I think he heard this argument say, um... Whether it's like in a review or something, yeah. As I, I'm, I, I think to myself, either this is just how the person speaks, or when he heard whatever the review is, he either heard it at that time, or it was from a certain time in, mm-hmm. um, like the sixties or whatever. So the so like everybody spoke like that, so like whatever. Mm-hmm. But like whatever he's pulling from something yeah, very yeah, specific, yeah, yeah. and he doesn't know how to make it her voice. Yeah. At one point, especially in this drive, you realize he's pulling from a lot of things. Yeah. Like there, he's there literally were, pulling like entire essays and whatever out of her voice. Yeah. There were there were points where it's just like, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But like this drive home, we even without the and I think him watching that show and then the Oh yes, there's a part when he's at the house where we go back to the giant and he's watching a show where this guy's making this grand gesture. Um, to this waitress, makes her lose her job, her but fired. I mean, and then he's they declare their love for each other, and then at the end, or when she's at the bottom of the stairs talking to the father um, and him, he's just yes. like, oh, she has to get to work because she's a waitress. Yeah, she has a shift tomorrow because um she's a waitress. That's how we met, mm-hmm. and I was just like, huh. And that's when you re- I think that's when the audience really realized that the giant is Jake. That's when yeah, that's when the movie is telling you, it's giving you like the biggest clue. That this shit that isn't real. Bitch, do you get it now? But it does... But then it comes back... It does that again mm-hmm. in this car ride without going back... Without almost ever going back to Jake. Almost. Um, but it does it again in the car ride. And I... And it's it's so subtle mm-hmm. that you probably... You shouldn't see it. Other than like the, like the cigarette is like... Okay, what? Actually, what no. And then the movie does a bigger... Here's what's going on. Because at one point, when she's explaining something about an, another film or another TV show, film or TV it's, show yeah. it's the actress from the TV yeah. show sitting beside him. That is when it's just like, mm, oh, okay. And then that's how you realize what he fashioned Lucy after. Yes. Because she I, also has red hair. Oh, the second time I watched it, I was just like, wait. She's not just there because he doesn't see this thing being said in anybody else's voice. She's there because she's literally part of what he fashioned Lucy from. Girl, the second time I watched it, I was like, yeah. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so those things start to happen. Um, At this point, and that's why I, and I think I mentioned this, at this point, I'm wondering what's in the book because the conversations in the car at one point started to get to me because just like, this just sounds like a, a recommended reading, watching this for intelligent people. I was just like, okay. Yeah, oh, yes, you said that the first, the first time you said Yeah, that I, I was just like, I feel like they're just giving me a list of things that, oh, if you're cultured, you should watch it. Obviously, it's probably not that. It's probably what he thinks he, um, he thinks they would smart people would talk about, right? But I also see why I would have gotten annoyed. Mm-hmm. 
inspired because at one point it's like, I, and that's why I'm like I I think that's one of the few things that makes me want to read the book because I'm just like if Kaufman put that in I'm like sorry you're a little obnoxious but if that is in the book then it's obviously like what am I supposed to do that is in the and book. maybe because I think you read is it a review something I remember what you read mm-hmm. but you were telling me that um the main change was the ending mm-hmm, that's true the and i reviewed that and it's just the ending so i am more inclined to think that he may have reworked some things but then when you look at some of the references it's like you, you went out of your sense. way to go and find those references like it i feel like it should have been already you know like it yeah. would have already been in the book that's true and as, as i would say i think it would make sense only because the whole point is to m- mirror a lot of one what jake consumes and a lot of what he wishes life would be based on the things that he he's, he's consumed, consumed right yeah. so it does play its part it's just like this is the knowledge he has that he wish he could have intelligent conversations about this is a girl he wish was like this intelligent person to have mm-hmm. these conversations mm-hmm. with and these are obviously the opinions he think would make a riveting discussion. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like I said, there's one part where I said, there's parts where he has her feel like, be sympathetic towards him. And then there's parts where he's like, it's almost like he wants her to pity him. Because even sometimes her, because we're now like, okay, he, this is all in his head. There are parts where he... Like, she's saying something, and she's saying it very aggressively. I'm like, Jake, that's what you want? Yeah, I do. But then, I'm one... It, it's more of the fact that it feeds into... Even if I was supposed to look like a smart girl, she'd be smarter than me. Yeah. Right? I still wouldn't be smart enough. He... Like, these are... All these references are coming from him, you know? But it's almost as if he's like, whoever I get with, no matter who she is, she will always be out of my league. Mm-hmm. I'll always be like a couple pegs on um beneath her, and that's kind of sad. But like, yeah. but like, like when you watch it, the man, time, the man, like yeah, when you watch it, you're like, yo, this man deal with himself rough. Yeah, it it becomes even the parts that are, even the parts that are annoying because he's still annoying in those parts as well. It doesn't change the fact that he's annoying, or it doesn't change the fact that he's a he's a little unlikable. What it changes or what it reveals is that he might be this way for a reason mm-hmm. one like his child his childhood and his upbringing but also he is he's a lot of these people are projecting himself back to him mm-hmm. you realize that this is not just a these people you know him acting this way because these are these people it's like no these are projections of himself and they are in turn projecting what he sees about himself back to him. Mm-hmm. No, even if even if it's a conversation between the daughter and the father, the daughter and the mother, they're in a way, whatever they're saying back and forth to each other, one is never usually a genuine conversation that people would have outside of the the what do you call that, the mutual person, mm-hmm. because you can have a conversation outside of the mutual person that we all know, and it has nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. And for for that reason alone, a lot of it is just a reflection, just just mm. mirror, just bare mirror, bare mm. mirror that mm. whole set, setting. Yeah, I like that. Oh, 
No, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I look uninterested. Give me right now. You look a mixture of uninterested I'm, and, and I'm annoyingly um, impressed and tired. Yeah. But I am impressed. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, oh this bitch smart or whatever. <laughs> okay. So, uh, where are we? Yeah, so the we're talking about just like this, the simplicity, the little things in the... Yes, the, in, the intricacies. The intricacies, that's the fucking word. Um, so we're talking about the intricacies of the different scenes. But yeah, we really started to like, okay, cool. All in his head. Mm-hmm. Absolutely all of it. So then... He starts craving something sweet, and he wants to go to a uh, Tulsi town. To, yeah, and it's basically this ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, ice cream slushy, slushy, like whatever, cold and sweet. Um, of course, trying to keep in the vein of her being separate from him, she's just like, one is going to be open right now. In the, in the middle, middle of, of a night. snowstorm. Yeah, in the middle of night, in the middle of a snowstorm. She's just like, okay. But, uh, you know, he sings a song, whatever. They go to the... She sings something. I remember she was saying something. And then like, she asked him a question. And as soon as she asked him a question, he's like, oh, it's right here. And I'm yeah. like... And this... the, the two, Sir, why are you making her bring up things you don't want to talk about? The Tulsi Town shop place thing was when I went, oh, shit. Like, it's when I mm. started, mm, how do you, how do I put this? It's when I started seeing things a lot more, not clearly, but I started seeing a lot of similarities, there we go, mm-hmm. between myself uh, and what I do in my daydreams and this movie. Yeah. Because the, the thing is, by itself, um... There's nothing around me. And not even just my day, but like it made me realize how, regardless of how dreams look to you, mm-hmm. the, the person dreaming it, mm. when you try to remember a dream, a lot of things are isolated. Mm. And even, I remember, it was closer to the end of the movie though, um, the, it, I started to notice the orientation of the movie a lot more. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's, it's purposely like that because... He's not trying to imagine the entire scene in vivid detail. Not even that he's not trying to. Your brain doesn't work like that. Yeah. So it's like you have a small window of what's going on because that's all you can concentrate on. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short. (laughs) (laughs) We get to the parlor. When he, when they get there, he comes out and then she's just like, um, he was saying that he doesn't... He wants to check who's working tonight oh, first. Yes, yes, yes. And she's like, you know the people here? He's like, well, you know, whenever I visit my parents, I sometimes come here. And mm-hmm. what's it? A brr. That's what it's called. Yeah, my um, And then we see these two blonde girls and he like immediately recoils. Ah, uh, yes. And he actually, he calls to her before they come out to say, if they see me, they probably won't come out. Yeah, or something like that. And then he... she Basically, Lucy has to go and order. Yeah. But, like, the girls are just staring at him like, like they don't do anything. Like, they stare at him, they say something, and then they, they move to the side. Like, yeah. And it's like giggling. And they literally do that the entire time. They stand they and giggle. probably say... Other than the greeting, they probably say one other thing, and I don't remember what to do. Because they just... Mm-hmm. 
inappropriately, mm-hmm. but also, I, I, I'm pretty sure they don't blink. I personally, I don't no, think they No, for real. Blink. I don't think those bitches blink. Because they were just looking at him. They were just looking at him. It, it, it's a, there's another girl that comes out and she's, a, she's the one that serves. She's the one that speaks. speaks. Like, like full sentences. Yeah. But oh, actually, it was very cute because I don't. I think I wasn't paying that much attention to it. Are those girls from the school? I. I think because the thing is, I know there's there's a point where we see the giant and we see some girls at their lockers making fun of him. Oh. They're like hunching their back and oh, like yeah, making fun I of think, him. I think I'm, I skipped that part, but I did see it in the first. I'm trying one. to figure out if they're those girls or maybe girls that treat him like that when he was in school. But I they could think, be either. I was going to say, I think there are manifestations, especially considering the conversation that the third girl has, there seem to be a manifestation of the kind of girl that would make fun of him at any age. Mm-hmm. Um, because they do make fun of him, even as a giant, so we see that. So. Right. And the girl that's there, the girl that actually serves them, she was at the school. I don't remember if I saw it the second time. Like I said, I did skip some parts. But the first really? time, I do remember there was a part where he's like passing, he's walking through the corridors and it's not a lot of students, but there is one student that looks at him and he looks at him. It's, it's, ow, I think it's one of the times where mm-hmm. he's talking about how he sees them after a while, mm-hmm. like at a, at a whatever like store. At a supermarket or something. Yeah, like supermarket. And I think that was one of the times where there was a flashback or flashback? I flash something, I flash adjacent mm-hmm. to real life Jake passing by somebody and I I am pretty sure when mm-hmm. I saw her again in the in the parlor, I'm pretty sure she was the same girl. Mm. My thing is that and the only reason I'm very curious about that is um well, no, going back to what you said, at one point he does have a conversation with homegirl. Basically saying he knows what it is to be that kind of person that didn't enjoy high school. You know, you see them after. And I think, and what he alludes is that if you're nothing in school, usually you end up not being much afterwards. Mm. Which is obviously a jab at himself also. Mm. Right? Um, I had a thought, but I don't know what it was actually. That's okay. You damn right, we're moving on. <laughs> so that whole thing happens and the girl is serving Lucy. Right. And she's saying some very cryptic things. Not tell you. Right? So she first she she's rambling and she says something along the lines of, you know, basically there must be some correlation with being mean and being pretty. And then of course she's like, Oh, I didn't mean that. I'm not saying you're not pretty and then she rambles, mm-hmm. she rambles. And then at one point she's just like, I'm scared. She's like, You want me to call for help? She's like, No, I'm scared for you. Oh, and yes. then of course Jake cuts that off before that turns into anything. And she also has a rash, right? And I'm assuming the rash... She has rashes. I mean, she has all these rashes. And at one point, Lucy says, she had rashes like you or something like that. And I'm like, when do we ever see the rashes on his hands? In the inter... Wow, Karen. When them exchange the money, him shirt sleeve go up or jacket sleeve go up a little bit and you can see one eye rash them on it and... Ah. Like near... Between... Between a little bit past the wrist is where mm. it comes back, so you kind of see it poking out, mm. almost reaching ha- him actual hand. Hmm. Oh, you my. too lie. I so I'm thinking 
either he's projecting his rash onto her because I don't remember mm-hmm. her having a if it's the same girl as I'm thinking of I don't remember her having a, a rash in the flash adjacent mm-hmm. or he is projecting her rash assuming she does have a rash onto himself to almost like a, we're the same no I was actually thinking that she he was using her as another way to talk to Lucy in the sense that and she was supposed to be some version of him. And the reason I said it is because, you know, she's saying, like, she's talking about the whole girls, pretty girls and being mean and whatever. And then, of course, going out of her way to saying you're, you know, you have a certain attractiveness and whatever. And then saying being scared for it. I think there's a part of him that's trying to break out of it. And I think she was supposed to be it. Hmm. Which, um, which makes sense because it goes back to my point of, Everybody that's there is a reflection of him mm. in some way, weird way. Um, except for those two girls. I don't think they're they're more a reflection of something that he's been through. Farther than those two girls at the parlor. Yeah, it's it, a, it kind of makes sense if that's the case. Because mm. I, I was wondering why she was like, oh, I'm scared and, and you're mm. you're not safe and whatever. And it's like, I think it's a combination. It's, it's a combination of how he wants to project himself. How he thinks other people think of him. Mm-hmm. And I guess how he actually thinks of himself. So how he actually sees himself, how he thinks other people think of him, how he wants other people to see him. Mm-hmm. Right? And that kind of bleeds into a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Right? And as, of course, as we we're saying, at this point, it's really like those lines are getting blurred a lot. Because yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if his brain at that point is just like, Oh, Manny, I'm trying to get out of this now. Like, I think at some point his brain's just like, especially the parts where Lucy starts to get very agitated. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point where, like, even some part of his consciousness is just like, all right, we need to stop. Yeah. I'm wondering, though, mm-hmm. if. So hard to explain because in my head. It mm-hmm. makes sense, but then I don't know the wor- the actual words to use. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if, not that they have sentience, because it's all in his subconscious, but I'm wondering if he is, like, having a back and forth with himself, almost, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if that back and forth is more so... I don't know. Oh, man, I really don't know how to put it. But it's like... Is he trying to... Is he trying to save... Okay. Is it that... Who, I'm with you, girl. I'm with you. Don't worry about it. There are parts of himself that realize that... He is going to... Or he's he's becoming more and more ready to um, end things. Mm-hmm. And there are parts of him that are, that is... Those parts that realize that he's re- willing to end things mm. are, are trying to fight back. And it's just like, you know, we're in danger of not existing. And that's why I'm like, sentience isn't the word, but it's the only thing that's coming to me. Because, like, his thoughts have some amount of... I think it's very much a fight between what we know as a very strong urge to end things. Mm-hmm. And also the very strong like innate sense of preservation. Yeah, ah, that's what it is. Right? Like Yes. And 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 I think that's why certain things come up. It's almost as if to give him hope. But he even says that at one point. 
he's just like, you know, people, you know, people make it seem like, you know, it's never too late. You're never too old. Like, there's yes, a silver lining. Yeah, like, and he's just like, obviously, we knowing where he is now, at his life, he's like, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's also him calling him to like, what I'm doing right now, literally a waste of time. Because I have missed all those stops. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate because there's always a part... There's, even I was just like, but yeah, you're never too old. It's not too late. But then at the same time, mm-hmm. um, when you do get to a certain... Or there, there are things that are kind of time-related. Not on purpose, not mm-hmm. explicitly so. But mm-hmm. there are things that are very time sensitive, I should say, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, and that's only because it would take a long time for you to be able to like to master that thing or just to be good at mm-hmm. something. And if you don't have 10 years left mm-hmm. to live, it would be a waste of time to try and get get good at this thing or try and accomplish this thing because it's going to mm-hmm. take 10 years to accomplish. And the thing or is, 15. Yeah, you know and, I mean? and the thing is, we see even in the real world mm-hmm. where people at his age are still trying things. And I think it's also his like gigantic like d- lack of self-confidence. Yes. Right? Because I'm like, dog, I'm sure there's a point. And the thing is, it always, for me, it always goes back to what his mother said, you know. He wasn't you know, mm. he wasn't talented or anything like that. Yeah, and I think he took that as that defines me as a person. That genuinely defines me as a person. And he didn't hear the rest of the statement where she's saying, you know, with all those special talents and those special abilities, he managed to do something special. Yeah, and I think all he heard was, all he really internalized mm. was that I'm not special. Yeah. He, he, she said ex extraordinary or she wrote extraordinary and all he saw was extraordinary like very ordinary yeah disgusting ordinary i wish people would i wish people would say extraordinary not extraordinary when they mean to say extraordinary because it's two different meanings but continue yes ma'am i will definitely put up a psa about that you know thanks you're welcome but like and the thing is it's so i'm trying to figure out but then again, it could also be his perception of his parents. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, if your parents, especially even how he thinks of them, were people that were supporting him. Because by not all of where she, we obviously know that his mother supporting him. Yeah. Like, whatever happened to him at school or in the outside world must have really put him down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the school stuff. And I wish people would realize that, like, a lot of things that make, her, make or break you happen at school. Yeah. It, um... You spend hours not even just years yeah too long in and those it's, places it's not even just oh you spend a lot more you spend a lot of time there it's the fact that um you you come to expect from your parents a certain a certain kind of um response to things a certain kind of affection a certain kind of love like you mm-hmm. know once they show that, you know that what they have is unconditional. Mm. Of course, you know, depending so, on people, but yeah. That's what I'm saying. If they show that to you, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. say it's unconditional. Mm-hmm. So, you... It's almost like what, I'm, what your parents say becomes almost moot. Because it's just yeah. like, 
You're they were parents, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've, I remember, I remember watching something, and somebody said that, and I was like, "Blow, oh yeah, that's true. That's that's when I was younger, of course. Like you know, I'm I'm a big person now. I understand that. Um, but I was just like, yeah, that's true. That's how you feel. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to say that, mm-hmm. not because, and it's not because you're my parent. Even though that's how you feel, it's like, oh yeah, my parent is supposed to say that. But it's like you've been saying that all the time. So in my head, it's become. Something you're supposed to say. Like, it's something I'm now taking for granted. Like, yeah. I'm going to take it for granted because it's always been there. And then, so then when, so then now your, your desire or now you want your validation or your validation has to come from other people. Mm-hmm. After a while, your validation starts to be dependent on other people. Mm-hmm. You telling, my mother telling me I'm pretty will never resonate the same way as when I'm a friend them in a high school or I'm a friend them in what we have as primary school telling me that I'm pretty. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I feel like people, parents don't always realize that. Some of them realize it too late. And mm-hmm. I say too late in quotes because that's also relative. But like, when you realize it, like the, the damage has already been done and you don't know how to fix it because you didn't do the damage. But And the next thing is that also like, you continuing to feed them positivity is also part of your job. So it's just like, too late to do what? I was right. trying to do yeah, my yeah, part yeah. in yeah. like... And that's why I said too late is relative because the damage mm-hmm. isn't... You didn't cause the damage, so it's not like you can... Mm-hmm. It's not like you can fix it because it's not something that you... You know what I mean? You yeah, because even Lucy says it at one point. Lucy says, um, at some point, adults have to take... Oh, yes, yes, basically yes. take charge of like fixing their own traumas, basically. Yeah. Um, so and that. she Another intellectual conversation that abruptly stopped yeah i think so for you yeah yeah actually no that one went on for a while because she was mentioning something and she was saying that you know back in the day i think it was part of that whole thing saying that back in the day you know certain things were attributed yes. to mothers yeah and then they're going to this whole argument because she said homosexual is like well homosexual she's like yes i was making a point though yeah, i even, wasn't actually saying and i'm just like Jeff, what kind I, of conversation are you trying to have even i was annoyed at that because i'm just like She's not referencing saying, something. She's, yeah, she's not difference? saying that this thing, you know, she's not she's not saying or implying that this thing is a, a disease. She's referencing, like you said, she's referencing something that was said or that was documented positive. because she says it's in the DSMM, DSM, like an older, yeah, older, like probably the first version of the DSM. Yeah. So it's like she's referencing something that is a a, a written document that people still pseudo study they at least learn about it because they're not studying that document anymore that document is irrelevant but no the document is fine but it has it's evolved and she's yeah, just saying at one form. point that's what it was and yeah, he was just, he just I, was, I was trying to figure out right he just went off our I'm, and i'm also trying to figure out what he was if that's part of the if a lot of those arguments with lucy was part of the this is how i think people view me aka as an idiot or someone who's mm. incapable of having an intelligent conversation. But then some of the some of his. But just like they're also your ideas then. One, but also it, it. The thing is, some of his responses, um, during those conversations, mm-hmm. are very borderline idiotic. Or they can uh, they can contribute, I should say, to mm-hmm. people thinking that he's an idiot. Because why would you bring up? you know, homosexual, you're, that, you're, it's like you're implying that homosexuality is a disease, and she's, but she's not. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? And, and quote unquote, and I'm trying to, to figure out also if that's maybe a reflection of how he thought he would be at that age and not necessarily mm. how he thinks he is now. So, how he would have been at that age with a girlfriend who is his ideal woman? Because he is thinking about a woman. They're, they're in their 30s. That is very obvious. They're in their 30s, mm-hmm. both of them. And now that you mentioned that, that that makes sense because he could have easily imagined himself with an older woman, someone closer to his to his actual age mm-hmm. now. And I think I even wrote that down in my notes. Why didn't he just think of himself as he is? Especially especially later down when he win mm-hmm. the award and stuff. Like why didn't he think of himself as he is now? Maybe enhanced, you know, looking better at a six pack at age. 100 or whatever mm-hmm. with an older lady like why mm-hmm. didn't he imagine himself better versus younger but then he does say that age comes with the in the in the mm-hmm. song there so yeah all of that happens those are a few tangents yeah uh but yeah so they get the thing they're driving they're having these conversations and then he starts to get a little anal about the fact that the the so first she, of all she's eating it he hasn't really he hasn't eaten touched his, his, and it starts to melt because obviously they had the heater on because it's a snowstorm. Yeah. Snowstorm outside. Wow! And it starts to melt. Obviously, this is a device for him to try and get her to the school. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The second time you watch it, you're just like, ah. And not only that, it becomes even more glaringly obvious when she's going inside the school. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. She's going inside the school and she sees the trash can. Full of slushies. Oh, yes, yes. And Can I render not other trash? No. <laughs> oh my God, you come back with the rendering. Not only that, Um, I don't know if you had mentioned it. You had mentioned daydream or whatever, but as someone who also like daydreams are like a disturbing amount, the thing about daydreams, right, is that at one point, or there's sometimes when it's not going the Because the thing is, right, especially when you're plugging things mm. into the daydream that aren't... Or that's, especially as other people, mm-hmm. you try to be as realistic in the... Something happens where you try to be as realistic in the reactions, mm-hmm. right? How you talk, how they would talk. Because it's supposed to be satisfying. Mm-hmm. But also, one thing that ends up happening a lot is that when it's not satisfying, you just start it over. You start over that interaction and that, or whatever. That, that garbage like bin that dumpster because it's not no like a small garden yes, that dumpster means that he's run this simulation a lot of times uh, to try and get her into the school mm. and that represents how many because it's full yeah it's full to the brim so that represents how many times he's actually run this simulation so we are seeing this last one right but he's probably been it's probably what he does Every day at school when he's cleaning up behind these kids. Right. Because he, ha- he has to come to the school anyway. Mm. So why not have part of the mm. simulation, as we're calling it, happen at the school? Because yeah. like we said, we've seen where that TV show had influenced their mm. their whole, um their first date, not first date, the first time that they met. Mm. That had influenced the entirety of the first time that they met. It mm-hmm. went from being at a bar to at a diner. To, and then she also, to her also working at the diner instead of being a physicist or a poet or whatever she was. Mm-hmm. So I think the school is a backdrop that he knows well enough that he's just like, I need to figure out 
why we would come to the school and then what we would do at the school and all of that. Not only that, I think this school is very, very imperative to like really filling in who Lucy could be in the Mm. sense that school is where he's felt the most ostracized both when he was actually in school and now that he works as a janitor Mm -hmm. and one thing that we've mentioned is that Lucy is always he's always making Lucy somewhere on the spectrum of pitying him and sympathizing with him and what better way to make her the perfect girl than bring him into a situation where where he truly exists and have her sympathize with him there. Mm. Right? Because mm. even when she comes into the school, right? She's angry, she's upset, she's like, where the fuck is this guy? I just want to go home. But when she she goes out, and I don't want to go too much into it, but she, she, she meets a janitor, him, actually him, mm. and she goes around this thing when he asks her to describe who she's looking for. But then she's never angry at the janitor and she even yeah. hugs him. Yeah. And as and to me it's just like one full circle to I I don't know if it's to humanize or to come to terms with how much school has played a part for him. And then also his idea girl would be kindest to him in the most traumatizing place. Mm. Right? Yeah. But, before we were there. So, they turn off to the school. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's go back to where we are. So, they turn um, off into school and they're talking. And he says, oh, let me go throw these away. So, he goes through them away. He goes to that bin. He looks into the bin and he's like, oh, okay. And then he walks up and she's like, where the fuck is this guy going? I just want to go home. And then she... No. No. Doesn't happen there. He comes he back. He comes back. Um, cause he, and then he tells her like that bin had sand in there. So it's like, okay, if the janitor needs it. Oh, the salt needs, for the road. The salt, to put, sorry. To clear the snow, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if the janitor needs it, let me not touch that. You yeah. Know? And then they have a sort of tender moment and they're making out basically. No, well, at no, one like, point. No, well, at one point he's just like, he was saying something and she's like, Jake, I just want to go home. And he's just like, you, he, he says all along the lines of like, oh, you should have just said that. She's just like, I've been a I broken did. record. I've been saying that all night. And he's like, I guess. She's like, you guess. And then they have this little argument. And then um, baby, it's cold outside comes up in conversation. Ooh, child. And she's just like, you're going to quote a rape song at me. And then they go back and forth about it. And the thing is, right, like I said, Lucy's ideas are also his ideas. So why does he want to be ignorant? In front of his girlfriend? Is it to make her feel better? But in the sense that it doesn't really work that way because how Lucy reacts, I think it's how most people react and they'd get frustrated and they'd have to always explain things to you. So yes. these are also your ideas. Why would you want to be frustrating to your girlfriend? And then also, I also have like a note of that, um, a note for that in mm-hmm. my notes because I was just like, why do you want her to be such a... I don't say a bitch, but why do you want her to be be so mean to you? Like we've been yeah, saying, like, yeah. why do you want her to be mean to you? And then it made me think: Is it does he does he does he equate her type of meanness with her caring? Because honestly, that's so fucking toxic. After but then, a while. Oh, not only that, it it makes me wonder if he's like if 
if he doesn't want to be the person to explain the stuff because he doesn't, know doesn't want to man me ah. yeah. like is it that he doesn't want to come across he as... wanted to feel i guess superior to him but then why would you want to be why don't you just want to be equal to her but i tell you what and it's weird because it goes or... from her being equal them being sort of equal because you know they're both smart and they're saying all the smart things to her just being the smart one and i'm just like yeah he never has the the smarter opinion he never mm. has a smarter opinion. It's either equal or then him does tundons. And then I, what I was going to ask, what I was going to say was like, the, why would he want his equality to look like that? Why would, because at first I was like, ah. does, does his being equal to her look like that? Look like those conversations? And I think it's also, um, because I think it's also just very, much a representation of him not knowing how this works like this is literally tell you. how this is literally the only way he can probably think of to even generate this kind of relationship because he has nothing to base it off of no, other than yeah. tv shows maybe maybe even what he sees happening between teenagers when they're together and stuff like that and he literally has no and that is probably the worst part he has t- he has fiction and literal children to as go references. off of as references. My God. Like, and if you children are, are a future, and you know, she listens to children, but like, children are the shit. And if you, <laughs> that's what I was to if you were to take the same approach that a teenager would take to a relationship in your 30s, Watcher. that would be the most toxic relationship. Watcher. And that's probably what we're seeing manifested because he's he's taking. But not only that, he also obviously adding. knows that because the entire time she's trying to end things with him. Yes, it's a bigger metaphor or something, but the entire time she's trying to end things with him. So like he also knows that what is happening is not necessarily the most ideal. So I'm just like, bro. Yeah, like he's he's just taken those traits and mm-hmm. added. Okay, since we're in our thirties, we might as well have some intellectual conversations. I'm wondering, right? Especially after you see the trash can, right? The 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 the, gar- the dumpster, because mm. I it's, a, it's huge. I mean, um, I'm wondering if he's doing this version for the last time. Oh yeah, because he's probably done more successful versions before, and he's making this as realistic as he thinks it would be if he was in a relationship. So maybe the first couple were ideal. Mm. there are a couple good ones a couple bad ones but like he's making like this last daydream simulation or whatever as realistic as he think it would go which would include homegirl being mad at him let's wait till the end because I have a theory about that okay sister so they're in the car and they're arguing whatever and then they have a tender moment you know they start the to f- choop 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 first of all this is the first time that he shows affection Girl. physical affection um, okay. she, she, she does not care oh Jake I would say get her life but we know this movie ends anyways so <laughs> so bad. um and then you see this flash of the giant so kind of being like a peeping tom and staring oh, yeah. and I'm actually wondering did he do that one time has he actually done that one there? And the reason I say it is because the dance scene that happens, I have a lot of theories about that, but we're going to get to that. So, Jake, and the thing is, you know it's not actually the giants are peeping on them because it's very much different scene, very real world, 
not even happening in that room, right? And he's not even like close enough to see them because they're out in the parking lot. It's still snowing. Wherever he is, is probably inside the school. Yeah, so like literally not happening. So he's just like, oh, I just saw someone. And she's like, yo, let it go. Let's go home. And he's like, no, that person needs to understand and can. That's disrespectful. Duh, duh, duh. And then he said, and this is why I said it, said that. He said something along the lines of, like, he's a creep. And I know what that's like. And she's like, what do you mean? Yes. Say to me? I was like, sir, have you been creeping on teenagers? You nasty motherfucker. But then also, what else is he supposed to, like, or rather... I was supposed how to say, else, I was looking no, at him no, like, no. girl, think I about meant, that. I meant to say, how else was he supposed to get the information that he had? You know what I mean? Not that he... Oh, oh. He too. should have been doing that. But I'm saying, I f- maybe in his head, he's just like, well, if I live vicariously through them, I can have... I, man, you know some people, them just, them just live vicariously through others. And he took it very far. He took it too far. far. Yeah. I'm just saying, that may have been his thought process. But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we'll see. Because when you said, you know, what else was like, no, no, I really no, didn't had choices. Mean, I didn't, yeah, oh, I didn't. that girl, every day, everyone has choices. But I said, what do you mean? Like, for him, as someone who's never had an ideal life, I mean, yeah. he's probably like just peeping on these motherfuckers. Like, you know, and that's he may not have, so wrong. He may not have meant to see something that he saw. But that's the thing, right? And I have a theory about that when, when it comes to dancing. I'm wondering if Jake is literally just a piece of shit, though. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, but, like, more of a piece of shit, especially as a janitor. I have some theories about jan- him. I have some theories based on the dance scene. Blow out. Blow out. So, hold that thought. I could not figure out that dance scene, but you just enlightened. No, that dance scene, when I watched it, I was like, oh, a whole new world. So, um, Jake... Is like I'm gonna go in, give this guy a piece, piece of, of my, my mind, mind. like like a nice little Karen moment, even though we know the thing doesn't actually happen. And she's just like she starts to like Freaking have out. this. She starts to freak out because he takes a key out of the ignition. Oh, he yes. takes a key with him, and then she starts to have this back and forth, and she basically goes into like, I was brought up to never say no. Sometimes giving that guy a number is what you feel most like comfortable doing, and then mm-hmm. she even mentioned stuff like, um, she mentioned it in the in the school, but I mentioned it anyways, where she's just like, guys will only leave you alone to think you belong to another guy, yeah. right? She even says, "Oh, he doesn't he doesn't hit you," and I was just like, "Girl, if that is your bar, it means that he has hit the wall." It means that he has at least hit the wall, and, and just nothing like, that we see where he gets sort of violent because he's always like, he was like slamming the, the steering table, wheel and the, stuff yes, like that. Yeah. So we know he had has a tempo. Mm. There's one thing that she said that the second time around really hit me, and mm. she was saying, uh, "This is just I think it's just before she comes out of the car." She says, "How long does it take to die of hypothermia?" I guess yes. that won't be such a bad way to go or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, blow out. Mm-hmm. That explains it. Yeah, so that happens. That's, that, that was like the ultimate piece of foreshadowing. I tell you. And she decides to come to the car and call after him. She, has, she tries to go back in the car. The car is locked. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, she's upset, throws a tantrum and everything. And then she goes into the school. Now she's trying to look for Jake. And then she sees the janitor coming. And she hides. But then Jenta sees her and whatever, and they start having a conversation. And 
she's just like, you know, I'm looking for my boyfriend. I think he's going to school here, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, can you describe it? And then she goes off. She goes off into the, the giving giving your number is sometimes the most... Not, not giving numbers. She goes off into the... And the thing is, I'm wondering... I'm, I'm guessing that is from a real experience he had or something. But I'm wondering, like, it, it, it's so fragmented that it threw me off at points. Because mm. at one point, because she's just like, I was there with my girlfriend, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it almost sounds as if she's speaking as a guy. But then then she says, you know, giving a guy a number and she's like speaking from a girl. There's one point where I'm just like, is she actually the guy's supposed to be the girl's boyfriend did he overhear this conversation there's part that did kind of confuse me at one point i thought she was just speaking from a female's perspective because a lot of of women call their female friends just girlfriend and no and it's how she had said it too i was just like almost as if like you know some guys are just like you know and came up to my girlfriend and i for some strange reason got like a guy impression she could have just been yeah yeah, because even in the even in the parent scene, she does say she went to the quiz night with her girlfriend, like yeah, with one of her female friends. So mm-hmm. it could be basically an explanation for the rest of that encounter. Could what be. actually happened? That's it's interesting that you mentioned that because I got I got a um, from the poem. Mm-hmm. I thought she was. I thought it was like a poem that Jake had written because there was something very from a male's perspective that was about it. Granted, it still wasn't her poem. I think I'm. I think I'm guessing a man wrote it, but it still wasn't her poem. So mm. you know that. But it's interesting that you felt that way about that in- interaction because to me, in mm. oh, to me in my head, she's just there with her female friend because I think I think what she said initially was like, oh, they were there for some, they're celebrating something, and yeah, she just. I don't. Know, I never got that impression. Is what I wanted to say. Yeah, and to me, it's just how aggressive they, but they, sometimes when she's having her monologue, she gets very aggressive. So, at, at one point, I just like, it's obviously the girl that he actually had an encounter with. And that's, and that's why I don't even... Because at a, one point, she even says, it's like asking me to describe a mosquito that bit me 40 years ago. Yeah. I wouldn't know what him looked like. And and that's why I could understand the aggression, because it's something that we kind of get annoyed with after a while. Yeah, yeah definitely. We'll get annoyed with it the first time, but you know. Mm-hmm. So, Wikipedia kind of brings it all together very... So, see? I mean. So, after a long way, she decides to look for Jake inside school. She meets a janitor and asks him where Jake is before realizing she doesn't remember what Jake looks like. And that's when we really see the girl that she's based off coming through. Mm-hmm. Right. While talking to the giant, she reveals that nothing happened between her and Jake on the night they met. Instead, claiming she was made uncomfortable by Jake staring at her, which is basically what that monologue goes into. Yeah. So she's, and I don't know why, but I really love that scene because at the end she's just like, "So have you seen anybody by that description?" Yeah, yo, and I'm like, "I love how me. that's written. I love the whole that's written." Killed me because uh, oh my gosh, you know. Oh my gosh! Because the have... thing is, when that when the, that stuff kind of happens to women, of course, speaking from experience, if someone was supposed to ask me to describe it, I'd probably describe it that too. Yeah. I'm describing by the rage I felt by being made um uncomfortable. I like, and I'm like, so have you seen somebody like that? And, and it makes the most sense. As I was about to say, the problem is, um, outside of the fact that we actually know what Jake looks like and 
that's probably what we're thinking at first. When she said it, the first thing that came to my mind is, yeah, there are a couple motherfuckers that look like that. Mm-hmm. Do I, can I describe them with actual features? No, but I remember all of those, all of the interactions that gave me those, that, that feeling. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It, it was way too meta. So then she asked him, can I look around for him? And he's just like, yeah. And then there's a part where he says, oh, you can wear my slippers. Yeah, and then he like, brings out the same slippers that Jake offered her when he was at the house. Obviously, it's tying into the whole, they're the same person. It's the same person, yeah. And I don't know if that's supposed to be for Lucy, but like, again, this is all in his head. So like, man thorough at best. Um, So she starts looking for him and then she sees him at the end of a hallway and then two people... Are supposed to be like younger, dressed. dressed like them, who are supposed to be, I guess, the dancer version of them, and they come up behind them and then they start a dance sequence. Now, the dance sequence is basically them dancing in the halls, having a jolly good time, blah blah blah. Who's it? What's it? Not it. And then they end up in the gym. No, they get married, they're at, they're oh, at yeah, the end of a hall. A pastor comes out, quote unquote, marries them. They're going to the gym. No, they don't go into the gym yet. Something happens, the, and then a, a janitor, the mm-hmm. dancer version, grabs her. That is a whole thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I'm trying to help you with mm-hmm. the story. Um, he's, I think he's, I think it's when he's about to kiss her that a janitor comes and pulls him off and like tries to to take her to somewhere or something like mm-hmm. that. And then um, that happens. They have a dance sequence. It goes into the gym, right? And then in the gym, it's. Him, I would call it how I saw it. He's, I guess, trying to assault her or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that part always. Either keep her for himself, assault her, whatever it is. And then, of course, Dancer Jake comes in and is fighting him off. Mm-hmm. And then the giant ends up stabbing that dancer, of course, fakely because it's supposed to be supposed a dance, to be a sequence. dance sequence. And drags her away? No. I think he runs away, but by it, it doesn't Something really that happened, matter. and then the real janitor, real Jay, comes in and starts sweeping up the some place. of the confetti and stuff like yeah. that. No, I had a couple of theories for that dance sequence. Please tell me, because you blow my mind out like it's <laughs> not even start yet. So I have a couple of theories for that. At first, I was wondering if there was... If there was a couple like that... A Jake and a Lucy, not necessarily the mm. Jake, a Jake and a Lucy, and he as a janitor. I'm thinking at the school, and he as a janitor tried to make make a move on one of the students. That was my first mm. theory, and then my next theory was it was all internal in the sense that it was ideal Jake and real janitor Jake fighting to see. Basically, him trying to grapple with which version of himself he really is. Mm. Right? Which is why the giant ends up killing... Ideal Jake. Ideal Jake. Because at the end of the day, there's no time left to do that, Jake. Right? He is just the giant. And then, of course, it's either like him coming to terms with that... Or it was a real struggle for him to figure out if he should really try and change or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I do think where Lucy comes in, in one version of my theory, is that 
the bar girl is still a th- person like that that mm. interaction and I don't think he just stared at her I think he actually tried to approach her but probably and then all of that reason, happened for whatever reason she didn't he didn't get to approach her no I think the Lucy in his head that tells the story to the janitor she's just saying that oh he was staring at her I think what actually happened, which happened, which is shown in the dance, that he didn't just stare at her. He mm-hmm. went up to her and made her feel even more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So he has Lucy kind of, con- not condense it, but kind of like making it as bad and that he was just staring at her. But what actually happened was that he went up to her, made her feel uncomfortable. Made her feel even more uncomfortable. Yeah. So I that was... dance sequence was just like, that dance was... I enjoyed it in the first one, but that dance sequence was like lit for all the theories the second time I watched it. I I think both times, or at least the first time, or most more so. No, the first time, Kimberly Daniel, you were just like, this movie's fucking pissing me off. Yo, Kimmy Payton, (laughs) screw. Kim's like, yo, this is some bullshit. Like, she's like, I don't know what's going on. Why are people dancing all of a sudden? Sorry. Um, oh, child. I think I was just frustrated at the fact that every time I think I, I figure out something, the movie flings something else on my face. However, even though I was frustrated the first time, I think the first time I watched it was when the dance sequence, to, for me, I thought it was almost like either he thought he was saving one of the students from a, a some oh. inappropriate relations on school compound, com- compound, mm. or, or um, well, yeah, no, mostly I thought he was saving. He thought he was saving her, or he was actually saving a girl from um a bad situation on the school ca- um campus, but she didn't think it was a bad situation. Yo, so there's there's a scene. Where he's in the auditorium as a janitor, it's, it's like a current, and like the girl is practicing and he's staring at the girl, and the girl looks uncomfortable, almost yeah. like almost stop singing. Is she the girl? I don't think she looks uncomfortable. She almost it look to me, she almost look pissed, but I was just like, if you're not doing something and I'm interested, it makes sense that him look up. I didn't even see him looking up as anything that could have been weird to me, but he was staring. That's my thing. He was staring. And I'm wondering, because the thing is, other students, she's the only one that, one, didn't make fun of him, but, like, seemed actually uncomfortable. So maybe it's a thing where a rumor went around about him, and that's why some of the girls treat him the way they do. Uh, then, then, like I said, kids are shit, right? Apparently, especially the pretty ones. But, like... I think she's one of the girls. I don't know why, but sometimes I see her, and I, I think about her, and I wonder if she's one of the girls in the slushy them, place. Them girls can be like dopey. Yeah. Them, they freak me out, though. Not and I, and I'm guessing that was the point when them did freak me, me out. You. Them did freak me out. Them did already pale. Them did have blonde as fuck hair. Them did have on dark lipstick. It wasn't like, it wasn't black. I don't think it was I black, but it was dark eyeliner lipstick. Eyeliner and, and the mascara was, as I said, this, yeah. Like, that is literally how Jake things about girls like that, right? So, yeah, there's that whole dance, and I, when I say, like, I mean, like, a whole ballet sequence. I don't know if it's from any of the musicals you mentioned, because, like, I don't watch musicals. Yeah. Right? Um, so that happened, and then, of course, like I said, the giant kills Jake's dancer. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's when they come back mm-hmm. to the auditorium and they're like looking down at what's going on. Does that does that happen? That part oh. is very fuzzy to me after the dance sequence. 
I'm, I know he sweeps up the place, but I feel like they come back and as as actual or I should say regular Lucy and Drake, Jake. Sorry. Yeah, I think so. Girl, we're following Wikipedia. I don't remember. Yeah, even so, it kind of mm. just moves into the whole speech thing after that. Anyway, so actually no, not yet. No, it so right. first he finishes his shift. Actual Jake finishes his shift. So like old man janitor, and then he goes into his car, and he starts to have a mental breakdown. Like he just starts to go off the wall. He's like his hands are shaking. He's like sweating. He starts taking off all his clothes. And then he sees that this black and white animation for the theme song for Tulsi Tulsi Tong. Tulsi Tong. What? I don't know. I mean, Tulsi Tulsi, you know. And then he sees the pig, an animated version of the pig that was being eaten up by maggots. So here's my theory. And the pig talks. I don't think he has a mental breakdown. I think he sat there. What we didn't see was him sitting there for a while. I think he starts to go through hypothermia because he takes off his clothes and that is something that you do when you start to when you're experiencing hypothermia you feel extremely hot instead of the extreme cold that you're fe- actually feeling hmm. so he starts to take off your clothes that i knew that immediately i was like oh he's going through hypothermia so he's hmm. he probably died in that car and it's, everything is like his final like thoughts his final he... fantasies as he's dying all right cool all right all right is going to those final thoughts so he sees the pig and he follows the pig into the school mm-hmm. and the pig is basically saying you know we'll have to die you know nigga we're all the same and like jake is like you know you and i are so similar he's like yeah that's probably because i evolved you know like the i don't know what the pig did i didn't Not tell you. but like there's a conversation and then the pig says you should get dressed oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then what happens now that Kimmy was alluding to at one point. What happens now? He's in the auditorium, and instead, everybody is old, but everybody's in exaggerated like theater makeup yeah, to make I, them look old. I, so even the parents, in the parents, when they're when we're at their house, they are made to look real old. Mm-hmm. Like I will say, whoever did the makeup did very well. They looked real old. They looked like they had But aged. in this one, it's like... It's light white makeup lines. and then like black to make wrinkle lines. Like, yeah. And then it's his parents, Mrs. Lucy, and everybody is, else is like young children who probably actually go to the school when yeah. he when he's doing all of this. And they are in, also in exaggerated makeup. Mm-hmm. And he has won the Nobel Prize. For what? God knows. He doesn't he even naturally say. him alone no, not even God. I mean, I don't even think him no. Natalia. And he makes like this thank you speech and everything, and then he it's, it a set starts to form behind him. And no, then push them push like a, a interior. Yeah, and set starts to form. Well, Somebody push it, and he starts to sing a song from. What is what is town name? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I think that's the name of no, the man, music. No, Oklahoma. Yeah, no, Oklahoma. I don't know if that is the musical that he's pulling from, but that was a musical that he mentioned that he knows the best. Oklahoma. I'm not come from this. I'm not going to say it. Really? Mm. That's weird. Okay, cool. I don't fucking know the states, so like, I don't give a shit. But yeah, so he started singing a song from it. I'm guessing... One we're guessing is from... Oklahoma. Sure, it sounds off to me though. 
I'm I'm guessing he's from that one, and I'm guessing because the thing is his mother is on stage, so I'm guessing wherever she is, it's part of she's also technically supposed to be part of the set, mm. as, and also an audience member because she's the only one on stage with him, and he's singing the song and he sings the song, and of course, all these people give him a standing ovation, ovation, blood not evasion, a joke. No, me hate like I should me nearly say it to you know ovation. There you go. Standing ovation. Oh, yeah. No, I can't talk. I hate, yo, I was doing something earlier and I was, I was looking at something with voice and then like after three times of typing because I think I was looking for like some hashtags to put up something. I was like, the spelling of voice looks wrong. That can't be how English works. And I had a complex. I was just like, oh my God, I hate when it happens. But yes, so all that happens and then the final shot that we see is the janitor's truck covered in snow and that's when mm. the credits roll but Kimmy have sent so he never actually leaves the truck all of these are his dying moments as the what occurred to me after we started talking about um the speech mm-hmm. and stuff was that he was I had a note where I said why is it that they're all in exaggerate exaggerated old people makeup, non-transformative old people makeup is what I called it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why are they, why, why they just have lines on them face? And I thought to myself, is this his version of thinking of himself as um, himself but better? Mm. Like he can't, he doesn't, he doesn't want, he doesn't like, want his current self in that situation. I, yeah, I would say he doesn't even like himself physically, especially now, that he refuses... Even in his dying moments. Even in his dying think moments of to think of himself like that. Because that, that's where my whole thought process of... He could have just thought of himself currently but better with mm-hmm. an older woman. But like that came from the last part where currently but better. Because mm-hmm. I love to dream up myself with six-pack abs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's impossible to do. And I say impossible because your brain can't manifest something that it can't see. It might manifest... Especially if like, you're actually dreaming. You might turn into the person that is closest to what you would want to look like mm. versus actually see yourself with six pack abs. But that's technically what your brain is doing. Mm. And he couldn't even do that. Yeah. Like he couldn't actually fathom it. And maybe, yeah, to the point where Jake being the Jake that we see or his younger self, I should say being his ideal version of himself is so important that he refuses to see that person he refuses to to see any part of him past that whatever age that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and that's how the movie ends. Yes. First of all, one thing that really did piss me off, um, piss me off about the movie was the small last text. It's just like, especially the ending, the beginning and the end. Yeah. I'm like, it made me. I wear glasses. It's not. Don't make you, it harder. It's for not me. until you say that I realized it wasn't that old. You know, I thought it was an extremely old movie, but then I saw. The guy that plays Jake, and I got confused. I'm like, that man, they're not old. Girl, some smart ass text. I was like, what the fuck? But yes, any theories you want to go over, girl? Um, I knew that Janitor Jake was in him, in the, in his head Jake from the beginning. And I remember telling you, and you were just oh, like... Oh, yes. So I, the friend that asked me to do this, right? I was telling her that, yo, my sister actually called it 
before anything. And I mean, that happens in the first, like, three minutes of the movie. And she's like, so oh, that guy is that guy. And I was like... Yeah, I remember... We- which is funny, because I said to her, the guy in the window, when we go back to him, he gets younger. She's like, oh, really? I didn't see that. But I still think he and he is the same person. I'm like, this bitch. Yeah, I remember we were talking about... She was talking about something, and I got confused. I was like, of course it is, because the guy is him. She's like, no. And I was like... Oh, that's what you're... T- I think we even had to rewind it at one point. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, because- you still figure it out even when we were talking about two different things. That's just so... Blurred, mad. <laughs> um, I think all of the, you know, monologues that... Which is adding to the point that, that Lucy... That the girlfriend is a projection of what Jake thinks people think about him. Especially a girlfriend. Somebody's in a relationship mm-hmm. with him. I think her inner monologues are... Most of them are about his shortcomings mm. in real life. Mm. Um, there is a second time I watched it. There's a radio televangelism thing. I don't even know if it was a. Te- there's a whole thing about um, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and I think that came up. It, yeah, if you really like, there's a time when the, he's when he's driving to the school, that comes up on the radio, and I said to myself, that could be. The moment where he starts to contemplate suicide, he's just like I, the 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 desire for comfort in your last moments, Yo. to know that there's something that you're going, you're, you might enough, be going girl. to, <laughs> and I skipped some of the first parts. My God, um, what else? We're just feeling for Kimmy. This is Kimmy segment. Go, girl. Pop I think the phone call is reality. Slow. I'm um, trying to. To seep in because it, it's just it's just one thing. There's well, there's just only one question to answer. I think that's the only yeah. thing it says. Yeah, but, and that, and I think because of that and watching it again, mm. I was just like, are the phone calls reality trying to seep in and and like him? It's like it's like him not wanting like it's a self preservation because his fantasies are him giving up. Mm-hmm. You can easily say that his fantasies are him giving up. And these phone calls to Lucy. Like, what are what is the definitive answer? Kind of yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, Lucy is like how do I put this? Lucy is something, I don't know what it is. But her specifically getting those phone calls is I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but like the phone calls are reality and because she's the epitome of the happiness that he wants, it's like reality saying, Are you going are you going to take this reality? Are you going to take this happiness? Or are you going to try and make it work? But then mm-hmm. he also he's also of the mind that I'm too old for that now. There's nothing mm-hmm. to fix. There's nothing to start or whatever. Anything I come now is the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the girlfriend wanting to go home all the time when they get to the place. I think it's also the self preservation, no? No, hmm. it could be. But my thing was. And I'm pulling, I was pulling from my own experiences. Mm-hmm. That could have been the conflict to keep the fantasy juicy slash realistic. Because, mm-hmm. like, Cause it, it, can't can't be, it can't be all sunshine, sunshine and, roses, and roses for the whole thing. Um, and it's also his way of seeing how he would work through a conflict with his significant other, even though he doesn't do that very well. Mm. Talk to me, girl. Talk to me. Talk the changing me. of the age of his parents is a reflection of the dream just randomly warping into different situations. 
that he um, that he actually experienced. That he yeah, most of them that he actually experienced. I think also well, all of them he experienced. But I think it it's been it's affected, influenced by mm-hmm. something that happens in the real world. And he's like, oh, I wonder how she would, how my pretend girlfriend would um, maneuver this situation. And then it changes into mm-hmm. that situation. Obviously, where the mother just like goes to the basement is one that he didn't want to happen. Because yeah, he starts freaking out. He's just like, no, don't have to do that. And like he's... And to... I think that's his his mind going, again, going back to reality. Because I definitely think that the basement was another part of reality that he did not want to face. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that that was his mind trying to, again, self-preservation. Mm-hmm. His mind going back into reality. Oh, I think the... Also, the... Showing of Jake, the janitor Jake, at certain points in time, I think was also a hint that Jake that we're seeing is janitor Jake. Mm-hmm. And this is all in his head. I think that's part of... And also gives us an insight on like the things that are influencing some of the choices he's making in the... Because mm-hmm. obviously you wouldn't have brought in those mean girls if we didn't also see the fact that there were girls who were actually making fun of him as a janitor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the... I think him still... Oh, this is what I was... This is I couldn't remember when we were talking about it. I think him staring at the girl in the musical, at, during the musical rehearsal, was also another thing that he desired to do. The musical? Yeah. yeah. Because he says he knows... Mommy and the man said, I know a few musicals. And, and then listed like about 15. 20. See, they're 20. He, he made... It was such a... It was such an obnoxious list. And then for him to turn around and say, after that, I know Oklahoma the best. It's like, Okay, I think that is very much like that would that would have been the ideal thing for me to do. Yeah, it have been one of the many things. Be a theater person. It's one of the many things that he wanted to do, and one of the many things that he did not pursue. It's not like Mm. he did pursue. He did one of the ten things, and he pursued two. The Mm. man had ten things that he wanted to do in his life, and pursued pursued absolutely none of them. And that is that 10 becomes a bigger number or whatever it is that those dreams that he had becomes a bigger number or a bigger disappointment because he never f- even tried to go after any of them. Mm-hmm. This girl, late on me. Late on me. I think he actually is losing his memory at one point. There's a point where I think, especially the names, the name. Yeah, of one point in the, the car, girlfriend. he calls her Ames. Yeah, and she's he, like, Ames is like, short for Amy. But she's like, I don't no, think that's my name. short for Amy. Yeah, she's like, I don't think that's my name. Yeah, I think he's losing his memory because I don't think he's thought of this girl just once. Especially after, like we said, the dumpster with the holy or something there. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the first time he's thought of this girl um, or this not even the specific scenario, but just thought of scenarios with this um, ideal woman. I don't think it's the first time he's done that. Mm-hmm. So I think he's starting to lose his memory um, at some point. Because like, like we said, call her Ames randomly. Call her Lucia. I was just like, what a blow. At least, well, Louisa, at, least, at Louisa, one point. Louisa, yes. I was trying to remember, I was trying to remember it. And I but just... at least they're, they start with a Lou sound. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, it's just changed and all and something there. Um Oh, yes. So there's a part... Oh, my God. I don't remember if she was saying the poem mm-hmm. or she was saying something else, but it's, I think it's on the way to the house. She breaks the fourth wall and she looks directly into the camera. And I was like, something is wrong. And I think that was the moment where 
the the dream was showing Jake inconsistencies or showing us that there are inconsistencies Grace in this story. Enough. We'll continue. <laughs> um, again, putting from my own experiences, where sometimes you, you you're having this daydream or whatever, and the daydream look on you and say, you know, so this not make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, think that happens, was that happens more often. May I tell you, I think that was what mm. it was. Mm. Um, I'm wondering. A lot of their interactions also made me think to myself: Does he think he's an annoying person? Which is the real. If this is how you react in real life, you probably are. Um, the vi- the fact that they visited the house in the winter time was always suspect to me. I was like, mm-hmm. you could have visited in spring. Like it's not even just winter. It's the the harshest portion of the winter when mm-hmm. you're in the thick of it. That makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it could also be a reflection of what he was because it was it's snowing for him then too. So. Yeah, but it's it's cold in. I think they're coming from New York, unless Oklahoma is higher up than New. York. I don't know the, I don't the know. actual I don't, year better than me. Yeah, even nothing. I don't. I don't know the actual geology slash geography. I don't remember which one it is of that no, of oh that God. country. Girl, that's how we know in deep territory. But yeah, <laughs> if Oklahoma is further up north, then it makes sense. But also, it doesn't make it. It more so doesn't make sense that he would go up north when it's. Definitely colder than wherever they're I coming think, from. No, but I think I actually think the snow won because he was already in a situation where it was snowing. I think the snow represents him not having to flesh it out too much because the only spaces that would matter are the intimate spaces in the house, mm, in mm, the car. Oh. Yeah, I thought the snow was more of okay, cool. Well, yeah, I actually, actually got that. Actually got that as well. But it's like it could have been less of a snowstorm that he went to the house in. That's per- that's because I just couldn't understand why you're going at a thick mm-hmm. of a potential of a potentially um what do you call that? Devastating, blizzard? dangerous, can't leave your house blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um um I thought it was very interesting that this story is technically from the perspective of the dream. Not mm. the dreamer, the because she actual, yeah, the actual yeah. dream. I thought it was very well done mm-hmm. because she became her own. And you mentioned the first part that she, he was trying to give her autonomy, mm. but still, you know, have control over certain things. And and I feel like the story being told from her point of view was another way of giving her autonomy, mm. an autonomy that he couldn't take back. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we discuss, discussed the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he has a hero complex. In part, in certain parts, I think he has hero, a hero complex. Because mm-hmm. um, he even says this, he's just like, no one sees the good I do. And then obviously it makes Lucy reward him for like mm-hmm. being a decent person. For being a son who loves his mother. A mother that at least loved him as well. Mm-hmm. It's not like the woman was verbally or any sort of way abusive to him and mm-hmm. he just can't seem to get rid of the fact that this is his mother. He was just a good son to a mother that deserved it, for want of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the her going into the school was Jake accepting that this is the end. I think mm-hmm. her, like them meeting like that like the actual and you could even see it in his face, like there's something about how he was looking at her with such a a happiness or something and it was like, Oh, Oh, you're ready. Mm-hmm. You have made your decision. Rating? I would give it 
because like I said, I even when it made no sense to me the first time, I actually did enjoy it. So I would give it like an eight brrrs out of ten. Oh, I was going I was going to give it um, what that thing name? Decaying maggot eating pigs, but oh. uh, okay, you can go with that. I actually don't know mm. because it goes back to that whole argument that we had outside of this mm-hmm. about you know artisanal versus mm-hmm. casual art intake. Mm, so maybe like a six-ish decaying pigs out of ten. Are you in, doing that based off of your first time seeing it? In the sense that, in the sense that, if it wasn't, like <laughs> and I what or okay, I guess it would be average. And why I say that is because. If it wasn't for the purpose of this podcast, would any of this kind of discussion even have happened after the first time watching it? I don't think it would have. I don't think so. We'd have watched it, had our thing, probably looked up something, but we wouldn't necessarily watch it. I definitely wouldn't watch it again. But mm-hmm. I think, but I also think that this is a movie that you have to watch more than once. Yeah, and that's mm, not the problem with it. That that's the. <laughs> That's just the reality of it. I don't think mm-hmm. this is a movie that you can watch one mm-hmm. time and done. Mm-hmm. So regardless of the podcast, I do think that we wouldn't have watched it again right away or as quickly as we did. I wouldn't but have watched wouldn't it have... without the promise of a discussion about it, to be honest. One, two, I think we would have watched it with a lot of time passing and we would have decided that we want to watch it again because we need, like, we want to understand certain, certain mm. things. And that would, even without the podcast being with that discussion, we would have had a discussion. Yeah. So, like, yes, I agree. They would, with they, would have had, they would have to have been a purpose of me watching it again. Yeah, the promise of a discussion. Yeah, I would look I it up, I look up reviews and then be like, okay, cool, I get it and not watch it again. Because I've done that before. Watch a movie, see what other people think. I'm like, okay, cool. These oh, are my okay, opinions. I sense. wouldn't have. Yeah. I don't think I really would have watched it again. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, which is why I give it, I only give it six because it's just like, it's not a bad movie. I wouldn't have watched it for the first time. I wouldn't have and I definitely wouldn't watch yeah, it again yeah. after watching it the first time. Uh, yeah. I'd have probably pick up the book. I've, I'm actually more interested to pick up the book now. I would I will say that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that is. Uh, oh, who do you recommend it to? I think anybody who watches. First of all, it's not a horror movie. It's it's, it's not even a thriller. It's it's like a slice of life. It's it's very. It's very eerie. Yeah. Especially when inconsistencies start to happen, right? But it's also very muted. Yeah. In the sense that you will have to pay attention. Yes, for it's sure. It's very much a movie where you have to pay attention because even as we've explained, you know, there's things that you see happening and, you know, there's all these, the Easter eggs and whatever. Mm-hmm. To really internalize, especially what... Hap- what's happening to Jake because mm-hmm. like you said it's it's from the perspective of the dream but obviously someone's dreaming it right to be able to that you would have to go in to this movie with an intention yeah and that intention would have to be to pay attention yes you so, can't th- mm. which is why I was saying you know this is a, a movie that you can't watch in one sitting because you're going to miss things mm-hmm. the first time around so even the whole um the radio thing about except accepting jesus you don't you don't remember that absolutely that don't that don't click to you 
but probably because I just decided I want to pay attention to everything, it clicked to me. Mm. But even then, even if you hear it the first time or you, you witness something the first time, it still won't click to you the first time. Though nothing makes sense un- unless, until and unless you watch it again. Or you've read the book before you, you watch read, it. Yeah, I, but then even so, I... Uh, I feel like it would have influenced you different if you had read the book first. No, and I'm saying I don't... Yeah, it, would have, it definitely would. But like... I don't know how much of reading the book wouldn't, yeah, of reading the book wouldn't affect or not affect how you, like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd be looking mm-hmm. for things versus just en- enjoying what is happening. Yeah. 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 I thought you were going to say yeah again. Anyways. <laughs> um, so that is all we have. I mean, this is a two-part thing. Like, I'm looking at the time of this and I am apologizing. In advance. Yeah, I'm I'm actually very glad that we listen two parts so like I have time to edit this bitch. And it won't feel like a huge project to edit. It either. probably still will. I mean yeah. Um but yes, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh I hope you guys enjoyed that two part so oh, early. Time, yeah. Like every time I check and it's really and truly just it's really and truly uh, like we've only had like four episodes out. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm just like we time. are experimenting with every episode as if we've been doing this from the jump. But then what better time to do than now? May I tell you? So thank you guys for listening no, to Flick. For real. This episode especially, thank you very like if you actually listen to this, thank you very much. If you're just one person, thank you, sir madam. Um look forward to what we're gonna be putting out for the rest of October. We've yes, decided yes. on something and actually I'm sure you guys have no real expectations when it comes to this. So, like, let's keep listening to the damn thing. Yeah. So, we will see you, hear you, talk to you. Something. Senses. We will sense Senses you. you. We will sense you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.